Good morning, and welcome to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, um, here today, um, potentially, with a great show. Well, it's not going to be potentially a great show, but I have potentially a great guest. <laughs> um, she is running behind, so um, we are going to take things a little uh, in a little out of order today um, and work our way right through a wonderful show. So uh, this weekend was wonderful. Um, I don't know about you guys. I hope everyone got outside to enjoy the weather. Um, we were up in Canada this weekend, as well as Buffalo, and uh, I brought the kids to see Niagara Falls. Uh, both the American side at night all lit up, and then we went over to the Canadian side. Um, and it was super exciting for the kids. They got to uh, leave the country, uh, go through customs. We saw the falls. We went on the boat um, into the, you know, that brings you right into the right into the heart of the falls. Um, they got totally drenched, and uh, it was a spectacular time. So um, another wonderful thing about living in New York, within five hours, you can uh, go and see one of the world's most amazing waterfalls. So uh, get out there and do something fun. That being said, let's start this week with how we usually end, which is talk about market stats. This week, um, we have, I'm going to say a slowing market, and that happens a little bit this time of year. Um, in Chester, we only had one new listing come up and one new listing under contract, but we did have four close, and that's sort of what happens now. We have business that is closing from the end of the summer, and now um, we'll be looking I guess, towards 2017 and uh, wrapping up whatever we can between now and Christmas. This is actually our, I guess, second strongest season uh, for real estate. We have people who are looking to move now at Christmas rather than during the summer. So they'll do that kind of mid-year switch for school with the kids and uh, kind of get things going to move right into right into the new year in their new home. New year, new home. I love that. All right. So Florida also had... Uh, Two new listings, one under contract and one closed. Goshen, which is a little bit of a bigger market, had three new listings. Six homes went under contract, which is super exciting, and then three that closed. Greenwood Lake has four new listings with two under contract. And uh, Middletown, also one of our hot markets, 10 new listings, nine under contract, and 13 that closed. Minnesink had a super strong week this week as well, with eight new listings, eight under contract, and five homes that closed. Monroe has uh, 18 new listings, 16 under contract, and 12 that closed. And Monroe is also one of one of our very hot market areas um, this year. Pinebush has nine new listings with four under contract and four that closed. Warwick with a strong week with 10 new listings, seven that went under contract, and 11 that closed. Washingtonville um, had 12 new listings. 18 that went under contract, and 16 that closed. Um, and then, you know, I always like to circle around to Vernon, part of our listing area, um, I guess listening area, and part of my listing area, as I'm licensed in New Jersey as well. So um, Vernon, with 14 new listings, 21 under contract. You heard that, 21 listings under contract in Vernon, and 13 that closed. So one of the things we also like to kind of talk about is um, give a perspective. I like, I like to uh, find something in the data that's new and exciting. So um, today I thought that I would look up some homes. So, you know, we think about that million dollar home, right? So I looked at all of Orange County and I said, you know what, in the last three months, let's see how many million dollar homes have we sold? Um, and the answer is one. Um, in Walden, and it's, uh, it was a beautiful home with 160 acres. Um, so then I said, well, let's see what's, what's in that next price point. So uh, we looked at $750,000 to a million dollar homes, right? That's a good chunk of money there. And uh, in all of Orange County, we sold three. One was in Newburgh, one was in Woodbury, and one was in Warwick. From there, the numbers start to increase a little bit. So the six hundred dollars to $750,000 homes, we sold 17 of those countywide. Um, the five hundred dollars to $600,000 homes, we sold 43. Um, and the numbers just go up from there. The four hundred to five hundred thousand um, dollar range, we sold one hundred ten countywide in the last three months. Um, three hundred to four hundred thousand, uh, we sold one hundred and ninety four. Um, in that two hundred three hundred thousand dollar range, which is sort of the average price point um, across um, across the county, 
we sold 374 homes. Um, and then in the zero to $200,000 uh, section, there were 396 homes that sold. So that kind of gives you an idea um, in terms of what's selling and price points. I mean, really, four, it's 400000 and less um, is where where homes are really moving. We have a good amount of homes in that four hundred to five hundred thousand dollars zone that sell, and then from there, it's um, it's a slower market. So that being said, um, today's topic. I guess I should mention what we're going to be talking about. Um, we are going to have a guest who um, is a client of mine who is just finishing their first foreclosure um, purchase um, and are about to list the home. And I know we get a lot of call-ins and a lot of questions regarding what is that process like? What's a foreclosure? How do you buy one? Um, what are the risks? What's it like? Um, so I thought it would be great if we had someone come in and tell us their story. Um, you know, they're not here to speak for everything. They're really just here to share with us what um, what their personal experience has been, um, their trials and tribulations, um, you know, how long it took them, the different kinds of um, research they do prior to buying. So I thought that would be a really fun way to spend our morning. Um, but in preparing for the show today, I did do a little bit of research um, just in terms of, I guess, some tips um, and a little bit of information on the different types of foreclosures out there. So that's going to be something we're going to talk a little bit about, um, some of the foreclosures as we start to talk um, with Tanya about these things. We're going to talk about pre-foreclosures and short sales. Um, and I get a lot of calls from people who are looking for, um, I guess, looking through Zillow or Trulia, and they say, hey, look, I see that this new thing came on the market. Can I go and see it? And I said, well, you know, what's the address? And uh, I start looking it up in our MLS um, on which is, you know, the database where all the realtors put their active listings and I can't find the house they're talking about. So I'm like, hmm, put my little detective hat on and go to, go to Google and I type in the address and without fail, it'll come up on Zillow or Trulia, sometimes realtor.com, and it will be uh, tagged as a pre-foreclosure. So I start my conversation. I have a whole little uh, spiel about what pre-foreclosure means that I kind of go through with my clients, just explaining that a pre-foreclosure means that someone has missed a mortgage payment or two, and the bank is reporting that. They have a database where they report um, delinquency. So it doesn't mean that the home is available. Um, it doesn't mean that it's going to eminently be available. It just means that someone's missed a mortgage payment or two, um, and you know they're in jeopardy of going through that foreclosure process. Um, I like to counsel people that if they're really interested in that home, there's not a lot I can do other than send a letter or possibly get them um, whatever information is in the tax record about the homeowner. Uh, but what I counsel them to do is, is, you know, write a letter to that homeowner asking if they are interested in selling um, or, or having a meeting with them to discuss the possibility of selling their home to them directly. So that's uh, pre-foreclosure, what that means and what you can do. The other option with the pre-foreclosure for that homeowner is to start the short sale process um, or you know, list, list their home for sale if they have the equity. But if they don't have the equity, um, that's when a short sale would come in. And they would work with the short sale specialist um, to, I guess, contact the bank, get the, get the process in terms of all their paperwork started, um, and then start marketing the home with a real estate agent as a short sale. And I think that we've talked about that a number of times. That being said, I think that we are getting ready for our first commercial break, and um, we'll come right back. Thank you. Hi, this is Christine Koenig with Better Homes and Garden Rand Realty, and I love real estate. I grew up helping my dad fix up his investment properties. That knowledge and experience has fueled my passion for real estate. Licensed in New York and New Jersey, I focus my business in Orange, Sussex, and Passaic counties. Check out my website at christinekoenig.randrealty.com or listen to The Real Real Estate Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. 
Chris Steritz has been an award-winning associate broker for more than 28 years. Chris's vast knowledge of Orange County ensures that your goals will be met whether you are a buyer or a seller, and she will help with your home inspection, mortgage, and appraisal process. She's also a specialist in corporate relocation, and the home inventory on her website is always current. For more information or to contact Chris, visit chrissteritz.randrealty.com. Hudson United Mortgage, the number one mortgage company, specializes in residential loans in New York and New Jersey, where Mike Vanman Smart is offering first-time home buyers low down payment options and a mortgage that saves you money and time. Hudson United Mortgage is a broker and correspondent lender licensed in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, and specializes in residential loans in all three states. There are low down payments for first-time home buyers, and they'll offer you a $100 gift card just to look at your offer from another lender. To set up an appointment or for more information, go to HudsonMortgage.com. Hudson United Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 152355, is an NY limited liability company and operates with the following licenses. Licensed correspondent mortgage lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance, a registered mortgage broker with the NYS Department of Financial Services. All NY loans are arranged to third-party lenders, not affiliated with Hudson United Bank. This is Zach Crux, sports director for WTBQ. Tune in every weekday morning to the Frank Truat Morning Show to get the latest news, scores, and info about your favorite teams and players. That's every Monday through Friday on the Frank Truat Morning Show right here on WTBQ. Hey, Dr. Phil here. Join me for Ask Dr. Phil. We're going to talk about what's important in your life. So listen up and start a change reaction in your life today. You're worth it. Weekdays at 1.30. I'm going to make this place your home. Welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig. I'm here today with my guest, Tanya. Hey, Tanya, how are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm great. And thank you so much for coming on the air. I know it's... Uh, it's nervous the first time you're on the radio, right? It certainly is. Yeah, you're going to do great. Don't worry. Um, so one of the things that I am here with you to talk about is your experience buying homes um, and really looking at that from the experience of an investor um, and someone who's going to flip a house um, and the kind of how you got into that. And I know that um, although not your first, it's certainly not your like 40th house. So I think it's interesting. I get a lot of people asking, you know, what's it like? Or I really want to flip a house. Let's go find one. And a lot yeah. of people think that, right? Yeah. And it is a little bit nerve wracking, especially the first time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I get nervous for my people. I try to discourage them because I, <laughs> I know that a lot of people don't always know what they're getting into, right? Yeah. yeah. I certainly didn't. And, you know, you have to be open for anything that happens because something will happen that you haven't experienced yet every time. Every time, right? It's like you jump, you kind of have, there's no like dipping your toe. No. Right? No. You're, you're full in. You you hit that button and it, that house is yours and on you go. So. I know. I always get so nervous for you. <laughs> <laughs> you should see me while I'm doing it. I mean, I just pace, just totally pacing around my kitchen going, all right, all right, what do I do? What do I do? Right. And so for um, everyone out there, what we're talking specifically about right now is, um, Tanya has used HubZoo, yes. right, to buy a home. And, like, it's kind of an online auction sale. So, she, you know, during that, like, live auction part of it, she's... It's nerve-wracking. ...standing in front of her computer. She puts a number in. She hopes no one puts another number right. in. She waits it out. She, right. You know, she, getting that, that kind of panicked moment, like, I want to get it. Oh, my God, did I get the house? And then, oh, my God, I got the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then reality sets in. What am I going to do now? <laughs> so uh, let's take a minute and start way back at the beginning. When okay. you and I first met, um, you would give me a call and be like, hey, Christine, a new house just came on the market. I really got to go see it. This is the one. This is the one, right? Right. right. I, um, it's almost like being a shopaholic. All I do is look online at this house and that house and what did it sell for and what are the taxes and da, da, da. And I know there are times when I am amazed how much information you've been able to find out about a house before you even call me. I'm just, where did you find this information out? And it's just amazing sometimes. Sometimes you've already talked to neighbors. You oh, yeah. have a full story of what happened. Well, so basically that's what I do is I'll find a house and I'll first look at what it sold for previously, right? what the taxes are, um, 
the Zestimate doesn't mean a whole lot, but I look at that to right. see. Um, and then I kind of go to the house, drive around it, um, ask neighbors, what do you know? Did you ever see them put a roof on? Did you ever see them dig up a front yard? What have you seen? You know, and neighbors. You don't are, always, you, you don't knock on doors. No, no, no. If somebody's out, you know, raking, whatever, you know. Um, they're all too eager to talk and they'll tell you and you'll know whether to keep driving or to say, oh, I might want to look at this further. Yeah, I remember that one house we went to um, and it was in Greenwood Lake, I think. Um, and it had the stream in the backyard, um, but apparently there was a uh, like a oh, culvert that yes. was concrete. And during a storm, the stream came through the yard, hit that culvert and turned. And there was no way we would have known that, um, right. except the neighbor went on and on and yep. on about that exactly. culvert and about how there's absolutely no way no that way. you should buy that house. Mm-hmm. You would have unending water problems, septic problems, right? Yeah. And I mean, a story that we would have gotten from nowhere else other than exactly. that neighbor. And the other thing is um, that I was thinking about on the way, my way here, which is a good tip for people, is um, even if it's listed as maybe a four bedroom, if you don't do your due diligence and find out, did they pull the permits for that? Right. What's the septic size What's for that? What's the septic size? All that. You might have to take that wall down, and that's now a three-bedroom. Right. You know, there's yeah. little things like that that you really have some due diligence on. For sure. So um, at, let's go back to our story of how we met. Okay. So we would run around looking at homes listed in the MLS, and uh, after a while, you just you, you just said to me, Christine, I can't find the, I can't find a house that is going to yield me a profit that's going to be worth my time and effort to buy the house and then put all the work that needs to be done and then sell it and then have anything left in my pocket at the end. Right. Um, And so you said to me, you're going to check out, you're going to start checking out tax sales and Hubzoo. Right. Um, And that was a couple years ago. uh, And I was not particularly proficient in the Hubzoo world. And I got very nervous. Um, But I remember there was a house in Warwick that you were, I think you guys... Oh, I, yes. I actually did uh, find a great house, which somebody made a lot of money on. <laughs> and I am very jealous of that. One. But I found that was like a big eye opener for right. me. That was your education. That was my education. The house that got away. Uh-huh. I won that house. Yep. And I was thrilled. And I didn't understand that when I walked through the house and I saw this damage and that damage and how much I would need for this and that the water, um, the water meter yeah. had been broken. And I said, Oh, well, okay, we'll just fix that up. No, things like that. You can't just fix up. No. The town has to, if you don't have, you know, if you don't have ownership yet, you can't fix that. Cause it's not my house yet. Right. Stuff and, like that. And right. I and, had to walk away from that. Right. And things with utilities, stuff like a water meter, it's it's the water company's responsibility from like in the main on the street. Right. But it becomes your responsibility as the homeowner, the the the, right. the line that runs from the street to the house. Yes. And that's where the break that's was. Where the, yeah. And so it was around and around and I said, I don't know how to right. go about this. There's more into this house buying thing than I thought. Right. And so even though I was at the point where I thought I was going to win that house, pretty hands down, I don't know how to fix these things. Right. The, the, the problems really were bigger than what bigger. you anticipated. Right. And, and that was that moment, that, that cut and run, rather than, than yeah. dive in right. and, and risk all of your equity, all the money you exactly. saved up. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the way I look at it is, if I mess up, can I live in that house? Because that's where I'm going to be. Right. You know, right. and, you know, I, I said, I don't know. I, I, I was scared. <laughs> Correct. But I think that was so interesting about that experience um, is not only did you learn about the auction process, mm-hmm. right? You learned about their contracts, right? Cause, right. Because the contracts when you work with the foreclosure are very, very different than if you're buying a home from a, from a person and there are lots of lawyers involved and someone's reading through everything and protecting you, right? These, these contracts are really meant to protect the seller, not the buyer. Not the buyer. Um, it's, it's a buyer beware situation and it you're is. taking full responsibility, right? Right, absolutely. So, um, you know, I thought that was the most interesting part for me was to really start to read that contract 
Um, yeah. so I was like circling things. I'm like, I'm not your lawyer. Right. Did you read this section? Are you sure you know right. what that means? You should ask a lawyer what that means. I have to means. say, that's where I went after that is with a lawyer and going through things and figuring it all out before I actually went through with, you know, right. a, a purchase. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's the protecting yourself part, educating yourself. Right. Um, there are some amazing opportunities to, to grow your personal wealth in real estate. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can look look around the country and, and see people who do it all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, that first time you're doing that, there's, I mean, you see, there's a whole TV show on HGTV um, about people who jump in with two feet and then and, and then, then fail miserably, right? Right. And right. Just the, pro the problems were too big. Uh, they didn't have enough experience or information to know what they were doing. And they are losing money, a lot of it. A lot of money. Yeah. yeah. So, so to me, if you keep it within, you know, the realm of, you know, what I can lose here. Right. You know, what can I afford to lose? Basically, you'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> can I live in this house if I mess up? <laughs> right. Exactly. Does it have water? <laughs> right. Does it have water? Does it have electricity? I'm good to go. No. So um, one of the other things I know that we kind of wanted to talk about uh, when you're buying, uh, we'll call them distressed properties, whether, okay. whether it's a foreclosure, a tax sale, or, or like right. through Hubzu. Um, one of the big things that you're doing is buying that house in cash, right? Right. Um, and that's, you know, it takes a long time to save oh, up that nest egg. A to, really long time right? to save that up. And that's why that first jump is so scary because uh -huh. you know how hard you've worked to save up all right. that money to, to, right. to make this big investment. And the only way you can buy the better houses are with cash. Right. Um, so really, every time you do it, you have to make sure of what you're doing. It's right. scary. Good. So, um, all right. So right now you've just bought, you just purchased the house, uh, what, two months ago. Yes. And that was a Hubzoo purchase. Correct. Um, and why don't you tell us just a little bit about the pre-purchase story on that, on that home? Um, I had been watching this house a little bit. Um, I do a lot of driving around, you know, it's almost like a full-time job of just driving and being online, driving, being online. And, so I watched what it was bought for, what it was for closing on, and basically I knew what they were looking for. Um, even though the when you're when you're at an auction online, they're giving you a, a dollar amount. That's right. not the dollar they want. They're you know they're waiting for it to hit a certain point, or they pull it off and they'll relist it again. Right, so they have they have um, like a, they call it a reserve price, reserve, right? Yeah. So it may be listed on the auction initially at like thirty thousand. Right. But that's not their reserve price. They don't price. want thirty thousand. Correct. That they just want enough people to start looking at it. Right. To to, to drum get a up little interest. right, and to have a little bidding war going. Right. So, this particular house, I knew how much I could afford. Right. So I waited. You know, till it was just about to go off. It, no reserve. No one even bid on it, I don't think, for this one. And um, so I said, okay, he's got like so many hours left. Right. I'll put a bid in. So I did. And I think I had to go up. The reserve wasn't met. So I had to go up again or something like that. I think I went up maybe once or twice. So they don't publish what the reserve is. They don't. So you kind of have to find you, it. Yes. Yeah. So you kind of look at what it foreclosed at. Right. So, you know, the bank wants so much back. Yeah. And they'll get close to it. Yeah. Um, so you're trying to give them a little bit, you know, but you have to have, you know, how much do you have to put in it? Right. Now, in this case, were you able to walk through the home? No. This no. was an owner-occupied. Um, so you're not allowed to contact that person at all. All right. So when we come back from our commercial break, we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit more okay. um, and then move on to the next exciting part. So um, thank you, everyone. And we will be back in uh, three minutes. So just hang out. This is Grace Warren, a licensed real estate agent for Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty for more than 17 years. And I'm ready to hear your wants and needs, and then I will help you fulfill your goals. As a full-time residential specialist and longtime resident of Orange County, I know the Orange County market very well, and whether you're a buyer or seller, my priority is your satisfaction. 
For more information, please visit my website, gracewarren.randrealty.com, and let's get together. Hi, this is Veronica Daugherty, a licensed real estate agent for 12 years with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty. Although based in Warwick, I also serve Orange, Sullivan, and Ulster counties. My primary goal is to ensure that your home buying or selling experience is successful, meets your needs and desires, and is stress-free. For more information, visit veronicadaugherty.randrealty.com or call 845-544-5807. If you missed the Frank Truett Show, here's what you missed. Poseidon Adventure, remember that movie? The reason why it listed and went over, Shelley Winters, born this date, 19... Oh, stop it. Uh, What? (laughs) That was a great movie. Stop it. Oh, for the love of God. She was not that heavy. Okay. She didn't get out of the boat, did she? They couldn't get her through the hole, remember that? I'd like... The Frank Truatt Show, weekday mornings till 9 on WTBQ. Hi, this is Professor Richard Hull, host of the Warwick Historical Society's weekly show, History Alive. Tune in every Monday at 11.05 to learn how history is your past, present, and future. WTBQ, radio worth listening to. WTBQ we're going to see clouds and some patchy fog this morning, a uh, few breaks of sun this afternoon, and some showers move in later on, highs in the upper 60s. Tonight, showers or periods of rain. It'll get breezy, low 55. Then for tomorrow, look for showers and the breezy conditions, some heavier rainfall at times as a high reaches 64 to 67. Showers and periods of heavier rain tomorrow night into the low 50s. And for Wednesday, morning showers taper off by noon, highs in the mid-60s. I'm meteorologist Tony Salimo from the WTBQ Weather Center. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Hello and welcome back to The Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, here today with a client of mine, Tanya. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much again for coming on. Just so uh, everyone kind of knows where we are, I'll catch you up. Um, Tanya is a client of mine and friend of mine now, and um, she flips houses. And she buys them um, from all different sorts of sources. So... Um, I know that in the past we've talked about what a foreclosure is, but um, I thought it'd be really interesting to have someone who's actually done it um, talk about her experiences a little bit. By the way, if you have uh, any questions, it is a call-in show. So uh, the number here is 651-1110. Feel free to call in with any questions. and we'll do our best to answer them. You know, sometimes sometimes we're stumped, but uh, for the most part, I think we work our way through the questions just fine. Um, anyway, so before we left, we were talking about um, what happens um, in terms of can you do an inspection um, on, on, on homes? And the answer was sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. And we were talking specifically about your most re- recent um, purchase. So... Uh, I think that what you had said was that it was owner-occupied. Right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what that means? Well, what that means is I'm not able to talk to the owner and say, can I come in and look around your house? I'm here with a realtor. Can we? No, she, she's going through a foreclosure, or he's going through a foreclosure. And to me, it's just, even if I was allowed, it's a little touchy. I wouldn't do that. Right. So um, what I can do, though is what feels good to me mm-hmm. anyway. Um, you don't have to do this. But what I did was, in this case, I offered the person, after I had purchased the home through HubZoo, a little bit of money to help with the moving expenses. We even helped pack, things like that, to make the experience not quite as rough. Right, um, because the alternative if you know, it, oh, you, is that... The sheriff's department comes sheriff. in and says, you've got to leave now. Right, and and do you have like when you assume ownership, then do you have to go through that legal process you to can. evict or you not can. really? Because there's you don't no have to. There's really it's a such a gray area. Right. That this was the first time I did that, and I didn't know. That was the big question. That was like the big elephant in the room. What now? Right. Um, we have a house we that has an occupied right. person who's owned the house for a long time. A long time. Yeah. Um. You know, I wanted to do it. The way that felt best to me. Right. And so that's the way I handled it. And it went very well. Good. I'm so glad you had that experience. Because I remember when you told me that uh, that you were buying a house and there was still someone who lived in it. Um, 
I was ner- again super nervous for you. I'm like, yeah. how wh- how does that work? How you yeah. know? I just I felt like there were so many. You could have someone who's really spiteful, you know, and we've right. seen that happen right. where where they you know destroy a house on their way out. Right. Or, so I had to say what happened with us was we said, look, you can stay there and take your time packing. Give me a date that feels comfortable for you because we'll have to turn off electricity and things like that at some point right. to do electrical work. Um, so we came up on a date and we said, you know, we'll even give you money towards your move and a little help packing, which I even did myself helped, you know, um, and during that, the sheriff's department actually came with a letter. Really? Which was surprising. Huh. Because you guys didn't file anything. We didn't file anything. So it was from the the previous owners. I guess so. Or I guess the bank bank, in this case. The bank sent, you know, but then nothing happened after that anyway. Um... And the, the transition went peacefully, you know, very nice. I'm so glad to hear that. I know that uh, a lot of times, even on some of the homes we have listed in the in our MLS, it will say, oh, owner occupied, you know, do not approach the home, view from street only. Right. Um, and, you know, that's a similar situation where it's probably a, a bank selling the home. There's still yeah. um, an owner in it who is not cooperative or cooperating um, in, you know, in the marketing of the home, which... I guess I can understand in some cases, and you know, you're, you're taking that that risk. It's right. Um, right. you know, to me that that's the risk is not knowing. I guess you have to make an assumption that it is worst case scenario in there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it needs our, new everything. Yeah. My worst case was that I did have to use the sheriff's department, and I didn't have to. Right. You know, luckily. Good. So um, one of the things that oh, so let's go back to the process. So now you've okay. you've um, the owner has moved out and. Mm-hmm. It's your first time walking through the house. Right. So what are you looking for well, when, when you're going through? Basically, what I'm looking for is what are the what's the flooring like? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for hardwood floors. Right. Um, if you watch any of those TV shows, um, everybody wants hardwood floors. For sure. Okay. So I'm looking for hardwood floors, um, parking, right. garages, um, good bones, um, a floor, a, like a floor plan a nice that floor plan. makes sense. Right. Um, I really don't look for anything under three bedrooms. Right. One and a half to two baths. Right. Because that's what sells. That's what sells. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I basically look at it. I try and do it anyway. From a woman's standpoint, when I walk in, what what am I looking for? I want a kitchen. Right. I want clean. I want bathrooms. Right. You know. Um, then I look at it from a man's standpoint and I hate to sound so gender, right? Like, I don't know, putting everybody in a box, but is there a garage? Like, where's my spot? Where's the man cave? Where's the man cave? Right. So really that's what I'm looking for is, and then I go kids, you know, animals, is there a place to play? Right. You know, where's my outdoor space? Right. If, if all those boxes are checked off, I feel very good about the house. Nice. So um, I know that our goal is not to then talk about all the work that went into a house because, you know, that that's a whole different kind of a topic. But um, the next part is now you've put some time in. You, you have a budget in mind, right, right of mm-hmm. what you think it's going to cost. And in general, are you close on that budget or do you blow that budget? I'm I'm very good with the budget. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't go over my budget. Um does that mean sometimes that you have to make trade-offs? To, yes, things have to come off the list if, you know, I always start out with too big a list. Right. Because I look at it as I'm moving in. Right. And that's a big list. And then I have my little reality check. Right. And I go, oh, yeah, you're not getting that. No, 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 no. It's like going shopping and saying, I filled up my cart, now put stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of what I do. <laughs> all right, all right. And then uh, in terms of marketing it, that's usually when I start to come in. Right. Right. And then start to look at. Right. And, I'll, and I'll ask you, like I did with this one, yeah. what do you think of my kitchen? Right. You know, I, I need an island. Uh, um, yeah, but you to knew, get you an knew island, you needed that island, I needed that island, right? Yeah. But to get that island, what has to come off my list? Right. So quite frankly, with that island, I shopped out islands. It had to have taken me three weeks. <laughs> um, because I start out thinking I'm building an island. Right, custom island. I'm custom. Oh, yeah, and I needed this, and I And, yeah, reality check, cut that off. Do this, do this, until I find, oh, here's an island online 
just order it. Put the darn thing together. Right. You know, stop. Yeah. And yeah. that's, you know, that's where I save my money. Yep. Right. To go from something very custom to something a little cookie cutter, but that, that really fits you know the space it nicely. Fit beautifully. Yeah, it did. Um, I agree. I really like it. I thought yeah. that it kind of, and, and knowing what was like before you put it in there, I was just like, oh, this oh. really did make yeah, the space. Yeah, night and day, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, that was super exciting. Um, so yeah, so you go through now, when you sell the home, do you have any concerns because um, because of buying it through HubZoo that when it's a buyer now buys it and does a full title search and do you have concerns that there's there, there's something that could pop up that you're, that, you know, you're, you didn't find when you bought the house, there, there's some secret lien out there or anything um, like that? Actually, no, no. Uh, I haven't had that, that experience, so... It doesn't really come to mind. <laughs> Good. And knock on something. Knocking great. on the wood, yes. But, um, oh, that is what we did want to talk about a little bit. When, what, In terms of your due diligence, when you're buying a house, do you, what do you do to ensure that, um, you know, what you're paying for the house, there aren't secret looming oh, you know, things going on? In the past, I had um, I, I had tried to buy a house um, that was being sold by owner. Okay. Okay. Terrific little house, little bungalow house, and nice little community. And for the neighbors had told me that everyone's trying to buy this house. He will not sell. He will not sell. Don't even bother. I don't know why. He said yes to me. Right. Okay. So now I'm under contract. Well, I bring that contract to a lawyer who finds out, no, there are so many liens on that house that I think I actually still have something out with that lawyer, but... These liens are not going away. Right. They're, so, you know. So you so you work with a lawyer before you purchase before a home. Before I purchase To check. It. Just check it out. Make sure that the contract will go through and there won't be anything. Right. Because that um, I don't see. on some of the auction homes, when you buy a home, you assume all those, you those, assume. those right. liens on mm -hmm. the house. So you really need to know what it is. Maybe they're small and you can build them into your business right. plan. And maybe maybe they've lived in a homeowners association and never ever ever paid yes. their homeowners association dues, and there are fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand right. dollars. And uh, if it's not much, then you don't mind paying that. Right. But if it's too much, you have to walk away. Right, because it affects your whole your whole balance sheet right. for the for the property. Right. Right. Wow, that's that's uh, huge. It's it is, and again, that goes to the why I had to have you on today because <laughs> I love that you just you you're just so open to almost any home you're like oh I, yeah I feel like you I feel like you love houses like I love houses like there's no bad house out there right it just like, it might not be right for me right now some women like shoes I like houses <laughs> <laughs> I love that I love that um, so that's you know what I do here one of my bonus things in a house is I love to find a fireplace you're right that's I mean, that's almost like a done deal. I see a fireplace. I get someone in to look at it, make sure it's working, you know. And I, oh, now it feels like home. Right. You know. Well, especially up here. We have, you know, we have those winters, you know, people up here, we, we, we're outdoorsy, right? Yeah. And we love fireplaces. Right. And fire pits. And so, fire pits. Right. Um, you know, it's, it is something that a lot, of, a lot of buyers that I work with want. Yeah. They want a garage so that they can keep their cars snow free right. and then they want a fireplace so they can warm up when they come in or right. you know or wood burning wood stove because some people and which i actually like better personally, yeah the wood burning stoves i find are for people who want, want to use it more as a heat source in the house like to mm -hmm. supplement whereas people who want a fireplace really like to look at the look at the pretty wood burning so because i think as we know fireplaces are not yeah. great generators of heat right uh, but they they do feel make you make it feel like home <laughs> right. and, um, one of the big things that i do is um, the front of the yard, like mm -hmm. you have to make sure it has curb appeal. Right. It plant some flowers, plant some nice plants. You know. Um, For not, sure. Sometimes I walk up on the house when you guys first first get it, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> and by the time it's done, it's and it's not it's not that you go crazy. Oh no. But you, tasteful. you clean clean it up and clean, just right. Tasteful. You, you make it that someone can move in and feel that they don't like that's that one thing they don't have right. to do. They can check that off their list. They don't have to do it. Right. The rooms are painted, it's clean, the floors are polished, right. you know. Getting get getting it ready getting for it ready. for the sale. That's it. Um, all right, so we are going to have one final commercial break, okay. but when we come back, we're going to wrap up with Tanya. Um, and uh, thank you so much. My pleasure.
Hi, this is Marcia Talbot, a licensed real estate broker of Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, specializing in residential, land, and vintage homes. Rest assured that I will make your experience smooth and pleasant and hold your hand through the entire process. As a resident of Orange County since 1976, I know every nook and cranny of this area. Please contact me at marcia.brandrealty.com for the best experience in your buying or selling process. The real estate market is hot. If you have been thinking of selling your home, now is the time. At Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty, we pride ourselves on delivering an exceptional client experience. Our professional agents will provide you with the market data you need to price your home properly and follow through with the best marketing to get your home sold. Call our office today at 845-986-4848. Hi, I'm Carol Rogers. We are excited to announce our partnership with Better Homes and Gardens Rand Realty and to introduce you to the Carol Rogers Real Estate Team. Susan and I listen and strive to make your experience stress-free. And I'm Susan Schneider. Between Carol and myself, we have sold over 200 homes at Warwick Grove alone. And now we also cover the greater Hudson Valley. Visit us at carolrogerssells.com for a complimentary market analysis and we will answer all of your real estate questions. Hi, this is Dr. David Leach, the superintendent of the Warwick Valley Central School District and host of Your Schools. Listen every Monday at 12 noon to learn what's happening in your schools right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. Hi, this is Greenwood Lake Mayor Jesse Dwyer, host of the Greenwood Lake Radio Show. Tune in on Fridays at 11 a.m., call in, text in, and learn everything there is Greenwood Lake right here on WTBQ, radio worth listening to. WTBQ. I'm gonna make this place your home. Welcome back to the Real Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Christine Koenig, here today with Tanya, a uh, past, present, and future client of mine um, who likes to flip houses, and thought we'd talk to her a little bit about what her experiences are. Um, before we continue, I do just want to take a quick moment to thank all of our sponsors. Um, without them, we wouldn't be here, and we really, 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 really appreciate our sponsors. So I'd like to thank Chris Starrett's out of the uh, Better Homes office in Warwick. Um, she is an outstanding agent um, and uh, lucky to work with her, whether you're buying or selling. Um, I'd like to thank Mike Van Mansart from Hudson United. He um, is an excellent mortgage broker, always looking out for uh, for my clients and um, does a wonderful job of really knowing what different kinds of loans will suit someone um, to get them, you know, in a home quickly um, and within uh, confines and budgets that work for them. So we appreciate all the hard work Mike puts in, and we certainly appreciate that he sponsors the show. I'd also like to thank Rachel Heiss, uh, manager over at Better Homes and Gardens in Warwick. She sponsors our show, and without her sponsorship, we wouldn't be here. And um, if you're ever interested in becoming a real estate agent and want to learn a little bit about what it takes, um, both from a financial side of things and education side of things, and then all the great benefits um, of being a Better Homes agent, she is there to talk to you about that. Um, and finally, I would really like to take a moment to thank the Carol Rogers Home um, selling team. Uh, it's Carol and Susan. They are a great team. They are fun to work with. They have so much experience. They back each other up. You're never, ever um, without someone to, to help you out when you're working with them. So once again, um, Carol and Susan from Better Homes and Gardens, thank you so much for sponsoring the show. All right, that's it. I went through our sponsors. <laughs> if okay. you're interested in sponsoring the show so I can say wonderful things about you too, give me a call. <laughs> uh, I'd love to talk to anyone about sponsorship opportunities that we have. That being said, we're going to roll back in with Tanya. Hello. Hello. Um, I know that one of the things we want to talk about was um, kind of – once you do your first you know, flip. What we were discussing uh, during the break was um, what I'm looking for pretty much is the worst house on the best block. Right. So once you've, you know, checked that box that, yes, it is, you know, in a great neighborhood and it just needs a lot of love and help, um, you can then do your due diligence on it and do the comps. Right. You definitely want to see yeah. 
what what everything is selling for it right in that immediate neighborhood. Right. Um, and make sure that you know what your expenses going in are. Right. Right. And what you can anticipate in a realistic manner to right. sell the house exactly. for. Exactly. Um, so that's very big to me is the comps. Right. And then, you know, one of the one of the things that working with investors I found is it's super important for you guys once the house is ready to sell it. Oh yeah. Right. Immediately. Is find that, that price point where, um, you know, could you get another $4,000 for the house? Maybe, but could, would it take you another two months to do it? Right. And is it worth it to your bottom line to, to, to do that? A big part of that reality check for me is how long did it take you to get it ready? And how much do you, what is your goal there? Don't go over what your goal was. Right. Flip it, move on. If, you know, you think about it, if you just made, say, just make up a number, $10,000 and you worked on it for a week. Right. Uh, who's making $10,000 a week? Right. You know, keep the reality check. Um, right, yeah. because that that will then free up your capital to do it again. Exactly. Right, that, the idea is not to have capital sitting in a house but to get the capital out of a house. Right, right. Um, so I know that, you know, that's one of the things that we've talked about in the past, just, you know, what, you know, what, what's the, do the CMA, what's, what's the market value, you know, right. and, and what's my quick sell number, right? And so we kind of talk about, you right. know, where that is. And there is a difference. I mean, sometimes it's a $10,000 difference between here's, here's what exactly. you could get from the house, but it, you know, based on the time of year it is and things like that, that, plays right. into a value of a house and, and it mostly it plays into the number of buyers out looking at a particular time. And usually I'm looking at another house anyway. Right. And I can't buy another house unless I get rid of the one that I've just finished working on. So you really don't want to go for to me the higher number. You right. want to the move quick sell it, number. The quick sell number. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure that also plays into who's buying it, and you know, making sure that buyer is pre-qualified in a way where you don't you don't want to you don't want to invest because it's it could be you know 60 days to close on a house. Right. So you want to make sure that that person who's buying is um, you know you're confident in their ability to get the loan because if you're a month down the road and they back out of the deal, yes. you know it it kills your whole your whole flow. Right. Right. So, it's, uh, you know, that's that whole second part of it, right? It's not, yeah. you have right. to identify your house. You have to buy the house. You have to fix the house up. Mm -hmm. You have to market the house and then you have to sell it. And you want to make sure that buyer is as qualified as possible so that right. you feel how, confident that sale is going to go How are they through. buying it? FHA, conventional? You have to pick your buyer. Right. How much money are like they they're putting down? Their house. Right. Are there appraisal issues you're concerned about? Things right. like that. Anything that might kind of hold that deal up. Right. So, um, yeah, that's. For sure, yeah. That other that other thing, and then you do it again, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you jump right in again. That's right. So uh, the idea really there is to grow that equity, mm -hmm. right? And then kind of use Thanks. it. Now, um, are you still in a position where you're doing one house at a time, or are you looking to do two houses at a time? Where where well, where are you at? I am right now looking. This is my problem: is that I look too too far away. Right. Okay. Which Problem, not problem, I don't really know. But I look at houses in Florida, not Florida, New York, Florida, Florida. Right. And the state of. The state of. And I'm finding that I'm doing pretty good there. Right. Um, I started out with the intention maybe of building a house, not building, excuse me, uh, buying a house to live in. Right. And then I realized, eh, I don't really want to live there. But now I've got this house. But now I have this house. So... You know, it was another hub zoo. Yeah. What does it need? How long does it take to fix it, to flip it? And onward and onward. So suddenly I'm doing two at once. Right. You know, do you have one that isn't quite done? Well, maybe you could rent it for a little while while you work on it. There's so many options out there. Right. And, and so flexibility. Flexibility. You have let, to be flexible. You have to be so flexible. This is a like... You gotta just roll with it. Roll. I, I That's do, my thing. I Let do it roll. Find you're very good at just right. just rolling with it. it and mm -hmm. it has worked for you. And yeah. you know, which is great because I know that if I was the roll with it kind of person, I would be rolling myself <laughs> right into <laughs> right into debt. <laughs> no, you really have to just set your limits. Right. What can I do here? Am I gonna hold on to this house for a little while? All right. We'll make sure there's somebody there 
to rent it, to pay the taxes, to pay the upkeep. Right. The, the and whole, right, we'll get it, back to it and sell it when the time is right. Right. Because like with that. every with every home, there are, there are costs associated with holding it. Right. Right. So making sure that you understand what that what that yeah what because that you might end up holding and, a house for a while. Right. So you have to put that into the equation. Again, I love the flexibility. It's so great. <laughs> um, I had done just a little bit of research, um, and I found a cute little article that talked about um, just some tips to think about if you're going to go through the foreclosure process, um, although I think we've covered most of them. Um, don't let a small price tag fool you. There could be large expenses buried behind mm -hmm. those walls or mm -hmm. under the foundation. Or um, So make sure you do your due diligence and um, get as much information as you can on the house and understand what it is you're buying before you buy it. Mm -hmm. um, you want to look at what the homes in the neighborhood and, you know, direct neighborhood, not like the town. You want to be right in that neighborhood. What's that neighborhood selling for right now? Um, you also want to see if you can get an idea. How long has the house been empty? Is it empty in your case? Right. Um, if it is empty, was it winterized? Do we have any sense if it was winterized before there were water problems? You know, are you taking on plumbing issues? Um, up here with our harsh winters, a lot of times that is the number one thing that we see um, in foreclosed or bank-owned properties is there are burst pipes. And um, that's Do you remember that one house we did go to? Yeah. And I was in a long bidding war with them, and it was all about the winterizing. They yep. couldn't tell me when it was winterized. Yep. And I walked away from it, and it turned out the pipes were all burst. Yeah, I, and my experience really has been... Um, in more than more than half of the winterized houses, they are winterized, but it's too late because right. there's something burst. And you know, you feel like you're sleuthing right. a lot of times, playing the detective. Is yeah. you know, is there a, a warped floor? Is there? Can you see water staining on the walls? Like these little right. things when you're going through some of these distressed properties, you know, turn into huge yeah. expenses. They wouldn't let me put the water on for a water test, and I just had that gut feeling that there was a, there there was a problem. problem. Yeah, there was. Um, and then it says, um, oh, just the last thing is to investigate the, the laws in the area. Um, when you buy a house from a tax sale or something like that, different states have different laws regarding um, the, what you want to consider the previous owner, right? The, the owner being foreclosed on. They have a certain amount of time where they can pay their back taxes and yes. have a redemption right of their home. So you want to make sure you understand what those laws are in any given area because you don't want to buy a house start working on it and have it be within that redemption time and someone now gets their house back and right. and you're in this awkward position of well i've i've invested eight thousand ten thousand twelve thousand dollars in in the house and they don't have an obligation to pay you back right. just just the taxes so again there are so many different liabilities to and and laws and rules and things to understand um it's why we always say consult your lawyer right because um, they're really um and, the people and who are going to understand buying lots also are you landlocked right i it's true yeah there's there's, there's great something lots called, out there but some of them are not buildable right right you need a certain amount of frontage on the street mm -hmm. um and then you need you know to be able to put the house and have certain setbacks right so it may be a a, a, a long lot like mm -hmm. deep back and you think you have all this oh, land, yeah, but yeah. you actually can't build anything but like a six foot house on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a lot to consider. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming in today and sharing your story with us. And, um, you know, I wish you the most luck because it's fun to work with you. And thank I you. love hearing, <laughs> I do love hearing the story. Each house you buy has a story and it is super exciting and fun to hear all about the adventures that you have because every house is an adventure. It certainly is. So thank you for all your help. Oh, anytime, anytime. Looking forward to our continued relationship. And that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again and come back next Monday where we talk about another fun and exciting real estate topic. <laughs>